Welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, I am so pleased to be spending this time with you. Today, we're going to do a little storytelling. So I'm going to take you back to a time where I paid someone a lot of money to teach me to do something that made me feel not so great. And the reason I like to tell this story is that I think there's often an illusion that if someone is good at something, that they were always good at it. And I do pride myself at being pretty good at sales conversations. And I know people that know me think that of me. So it would be easy to assume that I was always good at them. But in fact, that is not the case at all. (laughs) And I used to feel sick to my stomach every time I thought about having one. And I know that there's a lot of purpose-driven entrepreneurs out there that were like me and, and probably not even as bad as I was. I mean, I was just... In fact, in the beginning of my business, I did not have sales conversations. If someone didn't come up to me and say, please tell me how to work with you and sort of manage the sales conversation themselves, they pretty much didn't become a client because I didn't have any functional ability to have that conversation. And that's kind of crazy considering I was in sales in a large corporate bank for a really long time and did a lot of sales conversations. But there's a big difference between selling you know, a business or a corporation, or in my case, a bank's services and selling yourself. And so I don't think it's the act of selling that's so uncomfortable for most people. It's the act of selling themselves. And that at least was true for me. So finally, when I got to a point of frustration where I was like, it was just like pushing a boulder up the hill, trying to run my business without having any clue how to have a sales conversation or feeling really very good at it at all, I hired someone. And this was someone that I respect to this day. And She was just more of a natural salesperson than I am. And so people who are natural at sales can operate inside a sales conversation differently than those of us who aren't. So my natural skills have more to do with relationship building, which is why when I was in banking, I was very good at sales because most of that was your ability to maintain relationships. Very rarely did you really need to bring in a new account. The goal was just to grow the accounts that we had in in the business, which was a whole different ballgame. So when I hired this person, she was an excellent teacher, an excellent teacher. She knew how to convey concepts and work with my nature. I mean, she was a great, great coach, but ultimately she was offering me a model that included things that just didn't feel good to me. 
they included um, ways of building up that edge inside of a conversation where that the other person feels like they they're desperate for you or they really need you in order to you know whatever fix themselves or their problem or whatever it was and that just did not work for me i mean my whole purpose in the world is to help people know that they're not alone to know that they are loved by a divine source that does not judge them. So to really work hard to heighten a sense of fear, and oftentimes that led to some shame, it just did not work for my personality. Now, there is a value in allowing people to connect with what they don't like and connect with what's wrong and own that and want to change. But there is a way to do it without really putting that person in in an aching situation, which is what I felt like the way I was taught was designed to do. So through trial and error, I figured out how to do it in a way that, you know, felt more natural to me. And I'm so glad that I went through that because, well, probably if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be here today because if I didn't learn to sell, there was no way I could have made it through 10 years of entrepreneurship. I would just, I mean, the exhaustion from always resisting sales was just so big inside my business. I can't imagine I would have kept going. And the crazy thing is, is for as much as I resisted and and was uncomfortable with sales years ago, I love it that much today. And I feel passionate about it today, which is just crazy. Like if you had told me eight years ago, you're going to like fall in love with sales, like having sales conversations, I would have said, you're no way. There's no way. And what happened to get me to this point is partially learning how to do it in a way that felt natural. But more importantly, it was seeing a twofold result of doing it the way that I, I figured out how to do it that was natural for me. The first result was that when I did it the way I could do it naturally, this really beautiful result came from the sales conversation, whether the person bought from me or not. And what happened was that when someone left a sales conversation with me, they would be crystal clear on exactly what was making them unhappy or dissatisfied or better yet, what would take their life or their business to the next level. Crystal clear on that. And if they chose not to work with me, there might be one of two reasons. One, they just didn't have the courage to invest in themselves. And and they would know that, but not from a shameful place, just from a taking a deep breath and saying, you know what, this is what I need. And when I find you know it within myself to make that investment, now I know where to get it. And oftentimes it would be a week later that I'd hear from them. But the other way that it might not end in a successful sales is that I would never make them an offer. And that was the key to me becoming good and happy doing sales conversations, which sounds crazy because any good sales coach out there is going to try and help you make the sale as much as possible. But I stopped making that my goal because I realized there's no way that I'm sent to help every single person I happen to get on the phone with. I have a pretty good process that I use before I get on the phone with someone to make sure that 
they know what I do and to hear what their main challenge is. So I know if I'm really a good fit to help them. So that I mean there is some, you know, some upfront work before they get on the phone. But even with that, I'm not always going to be the best fit for them. My personality might not be a good fit, or it may, when we really get to the heart of what's wrong for them and what's the most important thing for them to solve, it may not be to grow their business. That may not be their number one priority. It might be to get marriage counseling. It might be to move homes. You know, there's lots of things that have come up in our sales conversations. What's what has happened consistently is people that I've haven't made an offer to because we haven't been, you know, I haven't been the right fit for what they needed. Almost all of them have come back to me at some later date and worked with me. And it's from this very peaceful and loving place. And that makes me so happy. And then the other reason that I have come to love sales as much as I do is that what I hear so often from people who get off a sales conversation with me is that you've restored my faith in coaching. You've restored my faith in people. You've res- you've shown me what it looks like to have a sales conversation when my clients are working with me. If they're working with me to you know improve sales and sales conversations is part of the work we're doing, they'll you know they'll often say, okay, so how how do you do your sales? you know, how do you do your sales process? And I say, well, you went through it. You saw how I did it. And they say, wait a second, that was a sales process. It didn't feel like that. And, and that makes me so happy because embodying something that I have been on the other side of and seeing the good and the bad of it and embodying it in a way that shows people what it can look like and what it can feel like, it, that thrills me that really thrills me. And, you know, if that's something that you're working on right now, if you're um, looking to either get more comfortable with sales or just find a way to do it that in a way that feels more natural, I would love to share with you the process I follow. I call it a sales script, but it's not really because there's nothing scripted out. It's more of the structure of the conversation and like how I arrange that structure and the types of questions I typically ask to you know follow the process and kind of walk through. It's like a formula, I guess. I've never found the exact right word for what it is because um, what I find is so much of what's taught is scripted. And I don't think that ever feels good for anyone. No one wants to be reading a script. You want to be in a conversation. So this five-step process that I use, this structure I use is very easy to follow. And I just put this together last week because I, you know, as a like a download, because in our wealth and purpose Facebook group, when I was asking people coming into the group, you know, what's your biggest challenge? The two biggest challenges were not enough time and then needing leads and sales. And the interesting thing is when you get comfortable with sales, you need a lot less leads because you'll naturally convert more people when you get more comfortable with the sales conversation. So that's what led me to put this together so I could give it easily to everyone in the group. I love doing it. So, you know, I will put it in the the link to that in the show notes because I can't think of the URL off the top of my head. <laughs> Not a very good podcaster right now for my business. But 
you know, I hope if, if that's something that you're struggling with, it's definitely go grab that sales quote unquote script. I think it'll help you a lot. And more importantly, I'm in the process of doing a video, a three video training series right now. You, If you're not involved in this, you just missed the first one, but you still can get in on the last two. And you know they're running, I'm doing them live so you can ask questions, but you can certainly see the recording of the first one. So if you go to pattylinen.com forward slash masterclass, you'll get registered to receive all the notifications of those live video trainings where I'm showing you how to attract and convert clients that you love to work with. And within that video training series, I'm going to give you that sales script anyway. So just know that you'll get that. And then um, within that training, I'm going to go deeper into all the ins and outs of what it looks like for me in growing this business and structuring it the way I did. I'll show you a unique I guess, marketing calendar structure or business structure that helps me set up my business so I only am selling, quote unquote, a couple of times a year. I'll have sales conversations anytime that you know someone asks for one. Certainly, I'm always open to seeing you know how we can work together. But I set up my business so that I'm really only filling most of my practice a couple of times a year. And that makes it much more enjoyable and certainly got me off that cash flow roller coaster that I know so many of us are on at one point or another in our businesses. So if all that sounds good to you, I'd love for you to join us. Again, pattylennon.com forward slash masterclass. What I want you to take away from this podcast is this is the nugget of it that I think is so important. And it's a reminder for me also Right now, you might be struggling with something in your business or your life or something that you help other people with and somehow you're not doing a piece of it as well as you think someone who's an expert would. And if that's the case, just know that that's on purpose. That's by divine design because you walking this through this fire that you're going through, whatever it is, is preparing you to help someone else on the other side of it. And, you know, when I get on the phone with someone and they tell me how hard sales conversations are for them, because I'm not a natural salesperson, I think I can help in a way that, you know, maybe someone who is a natural salesperson can't, because I actually understand what it feels like to be in that person's shoes. And that would only have been possible had I gone, you know, through the stomach aches of resisting sales and having such a hard time with it. And certainly experiencing at one point shame of being a business coach that didn't feel good doing sales conversations. I thought that, you know, a good business coach would have to be natural at that to be a good business coach. But here I am now, 10 years down the road, finding out that my challenges are precisely what have set me up to be compassionate in the work that I do. And that compassion is what leaves space for people to grow their businesses with love as opposed to fear. So whatever is going on for you, wherever it's happening in your personal life, in your business life, in your relationships, just know that if you can walk through it, knowing it has the ability to serve others in the future, that may just make it a little bit easier. I know there's things that I'm working on right now that I'm doing for the first time, different things. And um, 
one of the things that just keeps me focused and keeps my eye on the prize is remembering that when I get through this and when I figure out how to get through this and then I do it a few times successfully, whatever the thing is, I know that I can teach it to someone else and I can teach it to a lot of someone else's. And that just then creates this ripple effect of goodness. So I hope that that helps you if you needed to hear that. And if you do need help growing your business, I definitely want you to come join us for this video training masterclass. Like I said, I'm doing them live. I'm taking questions. And certainly if you're over in our Facebook group, Wealth and Purpose, you could always be asking me questions. So join us there. And know this, I am cheering for you. I'm cheering for your success. And I believe in you, even if we have never met, the fact that you have showed up and you have listened And especially if you have heard something that's resonated with you, believe me, I am cheering for you. And I do hope that we meet soon. Sending you love. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.